There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome Welcome, welcome, welcome to F1 with DRS and the rest of the boys, Matt, Jethro, Charlie. Good morning, guys. So sorry about my tardiness. No problem. How long before it gets where there's a coup? Because <laughs> I don't have a great track record. It seems to be getting worse. Do you guys murmur about a coup while I'm gone? That's all we talked about. Okay, <laughs> great time. Um, Jethro, I'm noticing you have a little bit of ink peeking out on your uh, inner bicep. Is this a new bit of tattooage? Um, it's not that new, but yeah, I did, you know, my missus works for McLaren. So when I met her, she was always Laura from McLaren. That was how I referred to her or anyone referred to her. Yeah. So I got her name in McLaren script. McLaren font. It's in McLaren font uh-huh. and it's got a little orange tick above it as well. Oh. So. Oh, wow. I, I do have to warn you that should things go sideways, that's a hard name to amend. <laughs> There's not really too much you can add to the front or the back of it. Yeah. I did a car video and there was um, much speculation as to what it could be. And a, a number of people <laughs> thought it might be louder. Uh, oh. As in Nikki Louder. So um, I've got an easy out there, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to need it, but. Okay, well, this is not an excuse because there is no excuse for being late and letting you wonderful gentlemen wait. But um, here's what happened. Let me walk you through the last few days. So my niece got married in Oregon, which means leave for the airport Saturday morning at like 6.50. Do not get a great evacuation done Saturday morning. That's just not in the cards. Mm -hmm. Unless I were to wake up at 4 a.m. and get super (laughs) relaxed before the 6 a.m. departure. So Saturday is a push. There's no movement whatsoever. Oh, no. A wedding, kind of a sizzler buffet food set up. Oh, boy. Went hard. I'm out of town, which means I can cheat on my diet. I can eat gluten and all kinds of things that I'm now, my skin's now revolting. But Saturday night, finished up in the hotel room at about 10 p.m. with a, I don't know, $98 order from Dairy Queen, which is almost impossible to do for four people. Six blizzards, a malt, <laughs> three onion rings, cheese curds. Oh, you went chicken too. Oh, Yes, and this is the first time I've ever gotten high with one of my daughters. So Delta and I got situated at this little desk in this little hotel room in Oregon, and we were doing the sweet, salty cycle where we were pounding the blizzards, and then we'd move over to the onion rings, reset, go back to one of the new blizzards, back, do nuggets, then cheese curds. And she and I were going back and forth ping-ponging between the two getting just high as kites right yep. like we were we were self-medicating <laughs> or something and she was by the end like as she was eating the chicken nuggets she was like <clears throat> chewing i mean she's she was like a proper overeater at a sizzler <laughs> then wake up sunday i'm in a tiny room with three other people i got a smidgen out all that to say Last night at 3 a.m. I wake up, and I don't know if you guys ever have this where it's like, fuck, I could definitely go duty right now at 3 a.m., but I can't wake up at 3 a.m. to do this. I'm going to fight through it. I did that all to say. (laughs) I was just riding the throne for what was scheduled to be five minutes turned into about 18 minutes. (laughs) What did you guys do this weekend? Anyone have anything exceptional happen before we talk about the non-exceptional race? I went to uh, Monster Jam. Yes, she oh, did. Oh, that looks so much fun. And it was incredible. At SoFi. At SoFi. Our most sophisticated stadium. Oh, it was it was great. Sally hooked it up and <sighs> Sally. She 
desperately wanted to talk about F1, but knew the rules. She had seen Sprint. Oh. And she checked going in. Oh. Where you at on the weekend? Oh. Told her I hadn't watched yet, so. Wow, you had made it all the way to Saturday night without watching the Sprint? Yeah, I watched it yesterday morning. How did that happen? Did you have three days worth of dump that you were getting out for the first half of the morning? <laughs> I didn't have time, and I wanted to really sit down, and I didn't want to rush it anywhere, so I watched it yesterday morning, Sunday morning. Okay, and who was the standout at Monster Jam? I mean, Gravedigger is. Yeah, you love your Gravedigger. Yeah. I didn't yeah. leave any good juju on Thunder Roris. He didn't do so well, oh. but Gravedigger pulled off a backflip, kept going. Oh, Crowd went wild. Mm. Capacity? Yep, oh, capacity wonderful. crowd. Have you ever been to one of those, Jethro? I've never been. I have to say, I love it. I um, follow Tyler, the young guy who does Gravedigger on yeah. Instagram. The stuff they can do in those cars is like the most impressive driving I ever <laughs> see online. It's unbelievable. It's I, cool. I'm desperate to have a go. I am regularly thinking, oh, well, that that was CGI, what I just saw. Or it's somehow a Traxxas remote control car that they've put in the setting. There's some trickery because there's no way the thing can do a front flip, then a back flip, then get on the front wheels and do spinning wheelies. That's what blows me away, that, that driving up on two wheels. I'm like, the throttle yeah. control is so impressive. Get that boy in an F1 car, that's what I say. And they're on two wheels on the side and they can recover and they just floor it and <sighs> then they get right back up. And it's yeah, crazy. they do the gyroscopic spin, don't yeah. they, to, to stand themselves back up. Yeah, it's mega. It's so fun. So did you happen to see on Instagram, Jethro, that um, my missus, as you would have said, drove the Lucas Oil Stabilizer on Friday? I, I did, and I heard her hit full throttle at least once. I was very impressed, because that's scary. Like, when you <laughs> open the taps on that, the noise. <laughs> okay, so I drove one, too. I drove Thunder Source, which makes me sad uh. if it wasn't dominant on Saturday. I thought I would have put sprinkled something. Maybe on you it. just taken you'd taken too much goodness out. Of it. <laughs> I, yeah, you, 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 took, you'd, you'd fatigued the entire truck with your <laughs> commitment. Well, I did ask them. I'm like, how long do these motors last? Because it turns out they're like they're 540 cubic inch motors, full blown, running on alcohol. So they're putting out like 1500 horsepower, and then they're they're strapped to a two speed like power glide transmission. So back to your point about the nose wheelies, I guess I thought maybe there'd be a clever workaround in there so they could get from first or second to reverse really quick. No, 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 no. It's an old clunky transmission like uh, you'd see in an off-road race truck. It's like, you know, park, reverse, neutral, drive two, drive one with gates. So when they're fucking going back and forth on the front end to keep it like that they're working that trend i was pretty shocked with the setup in there they have rear steer but it's like a separate control isn't it so you're steering with the wheel and you have a lever to to control the rear axle yes yeah, so just to the right of the steering wheel is a toggle switch you use with your thumb left is turn the wheels what would be to the right to go left and then vice versa so this 1500 horsepower motor that's sitting about 18 inches behind the seat and then the exhaust is coming out another 24 inches past that so fucking a when you mash on it it, it is the loudest thing i've ever heard and it's directly next year years i definitely want to go it's awesome i had some vehicle excitement myself over the weekend but not oh. as glorious did you um throw away a supercar or something no i had a crash <laughs> at spa which <laughs> sounds like a glorious shunt but I, a i was a passenger which sucks <gasps> oh no and b i was on a golf buggy <laughs> which by the way has probably killed more people than uh, any any race that, car that's the thing so we had this golf buggy it was a little bit pimped up it, i think it did about on the speed it would do about 50 k's which is 30 miles an hour i don't know normally i always drive like i go and do this um, world endurance championship i do some of the tv reporting so i always drive the golf buggy i don't trust anyone else but it's the first time i haven't driven and this producer uh, was in the front. I was on the back facing rearwards. There was three of us on the back. And he managed to flip oh. a golf buggy. Oh. He managed to flip it onto its side. We're cruising oh. along in a straight line <gasps> down a slope. And I think he just, it started to wander. He and got he started tank to try and chase it. Yeah, he tried to chase it. And he actually <laughs> was just behind it. And we had the massive oh. tank slapper. Oh. And I'm like, oh, oh. shit, we're definitely oh. going over. And oh. we crash over, slide down the access road on the side of this thing. Luckily, I was on the 
side that ended up, so I was fine. But uh. there was a, the presenter, the main presenter girl, on. she fell. She was on the far mm. right. And then a cameraman in the middle. Luckily, we didn't have cameras with us, but it was a mess. Like, it was pretty <laughs> scary. I had to take them, but I had to take the cameraman and, and the girl, Leslie, I do the hosting with to hospital for x-rays. Wow. Full, full works. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the road rash? This was before we, yeah, before we'd done a single thing. We had this shunt. Like, literally, it was like first morning, gigantic shunt in a golf buggy of all things. Go to hospital. So, yeah, not quite 1,500 horsepower, but at least there was some <laughs> carnage. carnage. <laughs> you know... I don't think there's any vehicle in the world that's more fun to mob in than a golf cart. They are so fun to drive irresponsibly. But what you never really consider until you watch all the crash videos on Instagram is once they turn, you now have four aluminum poles in the mix that, that hold up the roof, right? That immediately yeah. collapse. They get really sharp that are just daggers now floating along with you on your cartwheel. And that's what's scary about them. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's one of those things. It's never a car, like, and it's the same for for people, you know, races and stuff. They have high profile accidents. Always something that feels recreational. You know, your brain is off, your guard is down. I do what I always do in a crash situation and just laughed the entire time. I found it hilarious, but I don't, I don't know if that's like a some sort of mechanism. But I found it hilarious at the time. Well, I do want to tell a very personal story between you and I. Now, I think now's the time, and I do hope that over the years of F one that we all come to know each other deeply. And so this will be the first maybe like what we get from a therapeutic environment. I woke up one night and I was just ruminating on the amount of pretty scary car accidents I had been in as a child, as a passenger. And I think I like, I came up with about six or seven that were pretty memorable. And I thought, well, this is so interesting that I then pursued motorsports and and wanted more than anything to be able to control a car and then it just crossed my mind i wonder if jethro has the same background and i called jethro like super early my time he picks up the phone hello and i go this is a weird question but uh, were you in any gnarly car accidents as a passenger as a kid and he goes oh no 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 you know i did my mom did well we did turn over the caravan into a ditch in the car once and then but that was really nothing. That was just on the, the motorway, not too big. And then, well, there was one with a ton of broken glass and a lot of blood in high school. <laughs> I think you you yourself, would you was it fair to say that you were surprised by the amount of wreckage you'd had? Yeah, it's only when you think about it, isn't it? Yeah. I had a few, actually. My brother was a king of crashing. So when I was younger and he was a bit older than me, we used to go out and regularly crash into ditches and smash cars up. But yeah, I had quite a lot of my friends, a couple of my dad. My dad did a couple of good ones. So yeah, I, th I think it is maybe a common theme. It's the desire to have control over the uncontrollable. Yes, I was really like paralleling it with when people have had sexual trauma and then they grow up and learn to exercise that trauma with a dominatrix and a sub and mm. you have rules and you're in charge so you can explore the trauma but you were somehow now this time you're in control and so you and i shared an event where we were in a car as passengers it yeah, was yeah, really yeah, spectacular yeah. <laughs> truly it could have been a real career ending episode where we were in the back seat of this porsche taycan and i had been on the track all day in the car so i felt very confident with what the limit going into turn one was in this car which was about 115 miles an hour and we're now in the back seat and i'm kind of screaming to the driver because we've passed the braking point Point that would have got us down to 115 and i'm screaming you're not gonna be able to go over 115 and the last thing i looked i glanced over his shoulder and we're going 130 into turn one jethro knows we're fucked i know we're fucked cordry <laughs> is happy as a clam he he has no idea what the, the capabilities of the car are. he does not know what's ahead of us sure enough man goes to turn in we just entered this insane four-wheel slide going 120 miles an hour then tries to recover a bit now tank slappers at 120 we hit the edge of the track and i don't know where your mind was but i'm like we're gonna launch this car and we're gonna be rolling in that field but luckily yeah. the wheels broke off <laughs> That's how hard he fucking hit the side of the track that the wheels just folded under the car and then it just slid like a sled through the field like you say, because the, it was the speed of which it became an accident, which was impressive, because he turned the wheel 
And in that millisecond, it was like, we're crashing. Like, instantly lost control. And then we're sliding sideways towards these razor curbs, which we hit. And I'm just looking at the runoff going, okay, there's no way we're stopping before those barriers. Like, this is going to... I just remember thinking, this one's going to hurt. Yeah. It's worth noting, too, we had a ton of office supplies in the vehicle as part of the bit we were filming. So there's staplers flying all over. There's pens and fucking notebooks. And I think I was relatively quiet just trying to calculate what was happening. (laughs) Dax was just shouting in the background. And and Rob thought this was all part of the grand plan. He had no idea. Like, talk about ignorance is bliss. He had no idea that we were in the middle of a gigantic crash. But yeah, that was that was a big one. That was a big one. <laughs> and that's what started this whole process where I was like, I'm pretty emotionally devastated. <laughs> like, this is more than what it read on paper. Like, I had some processing to do. And then- Oh, yeah. Dax, Dax was not happy at all. <laughs> not a happy buddy. And then the same day, just as we left the track after everything had recovered. I mean, the good thing was I just ripped the piss out of the guy constantly. And he was so apologetic. And, and we love the dude that's driving. Was just to, was just to rip him to shreds. <laughs> yeah, but you and I took it a little hard. And Rob thought it was pretty adorable. He thought the whole thing was pretty fun. Anyways, that's a little glimpse into the background. Um, okay, we had Baku. An incredibly eventful weekend. I'd say from my point of view, perhaps the race was the least yeah. interesting part of the three days, but that's fine. There was a lot of great action out there. Best practice weekend. I've ever seen in my life. The whole weekend setup was exciting. The sprint weekend setup, the urgency that all the teams could feel from the first lap was awesome. Well, yeah, so right out of the gates in P1, Gasly's car was engulfed in flames. Uh, For some reason, the Azerbaijan crew there had extinguishers, but they they really didn't want to put it in the airbox. I don't know. what you guys remember that? It was like billowing out, and now it looked like they had thrown a tire in there to join the engine fire. Well, this was after he drove three-quarters of a lap with it on fire, trying to get it back. Everyone but the team seemed to know it was engulfed in flames. Everyone in the commentator's box saw the flames. Yeah, and then they just kind of let it smolder. And their weekend only got worse, bizarrely, Alpine. <laughs> yeah. That was the that was the peak that was moment. The, yeah. Pinnacle of their weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then um people were kissing the wall left and right. Uh signs kissed the wall a lot. Uh Yuki kissed the wall in, in P one. Uh it was it was really exciting. And you you wondered how many cars were gonna make it to the quality. It didn't look good. Yeah. No. And some didn't. Or when did when did Sergeant drop out and why did he drop out? So what happened in quality? He made it to Q. Two, two mm-hmm. had a great lap, and then on his last quick lap, hit the wall. So he still had a good back oh, axle, man. just snapped. Yeah, and he was out, and was kept out. kept driving for a bit. It was like a teeter totter, just like yeah, they all seemed to to wreck and keep going. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of three wheel cars, weren't yeah. there? Yeah. This weekend, yeah, yeah. Yuki did a little burnout, and then lost, lost a wheel, and just kept on. And it was just floating right down the center of the track. <laughs> I was like, "What's that? What? Where's that tire end up when it gets hit at two fifteen or two oh four? What's interesting about that one too with Yuki is like all we saw was it looked like he went into the wall. It was his fault. No one knew really what happened. But if you look back at what happened before, he was hit and his half of his front wing was gone. Mm. So the car was all off. And then that's when he did that at the end. And it was actually really funny because in the end they were interviewing him. And they were like, what happened there? And he looked back and he must have seen Nick DeVries and he wanted to be Mr. Yuki and Mr. Nice. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, someone just hit my car. Wait, DeVries hit him? DeVries hit him. His teammate oh, kind of cut across and hit it. And he obviously mm. Yuki being so sweet, he doesn't want to call him out. He's just like, yeah. oh, somebody hit my car. Mm. Yeah, DeVries. DeVries doesn't want a job, does he? No. <laughs> he's like, I, I, I need to get out of here. Maybe he's having a bet with his mates. Like, what? how many things can I do before I get fired? It's, it's like he doesn't want to work. Yeah, maybe he's already he's already surrendered to the fact that he's not coming back. So he's like, all right, so this is my <laughs> one shot to be memorable in this sport. Like, what do we do? I was saying to uh, Charlie during the race yesterday, I've now transitioned into I was enjoying watching DeVries eat crow. I didn't like how cocky he was in Drive to Survive. That he's going to be the lead driver, and then he's driven like crap. But... um you know, in quality, he he knows dived into the wall. He just it's gotten so bad now that I've I've transitioned into total compassion. Now I feel terrible, and now I'm actually want to do okay. <laughs> and now it's like got 
past the point of fun. He has proven in the past to be a really, really good driver. I don't know. It's like there's some sort of perfect storm going on for him at the moment. I, I don't know if he's going to get out of it or not. I have to say I've been, um, and I love Gasly, but I have been shocked. I just kind of thought he would be faster than Alcon a lot. And it just, he's, he's having a rough transition because he hit the wall in Q1 and he had caught on fire in P1. So he's just having a rough time over there. Yeah, they have a nightmare. It's funny when they get that car working, it's quick, but they're just not getting it working enough. And the two drivers, yeah, that. It's like they're psyching each other out somehow. They're psyching themselves out because they're so desperate to beat the other one. But yeah, I think Ocon's doing better than I thought as well. Did he ever end up even pitting? He didn't, right? He he did the whole race yesterday. He did the one. Oh, he, he almost, what, he took, almost out took everyone the, out. Oh, shit. Yeah, he pitted on the last, second to last <laughs> yeah. round. Did you see the yeah, driver yeah. view of him going into that? No. It just came out. I was watching Looked like Baja 1000 oh, with God. the God. <laughs> it was in insane. It was shocking they put a barrier across the lane as well as all the people yeah i mean we were kind of making fun of the announcers for how much they were like oh, well it says in the rule out. book you can't celebrate on pit lane and we, we were uh, kind of making fun of how they were just acting like such sticklers and then you see him ripping down there and it's just a mob of people right in the middle they were appropriately upset yes. but <laughs> they weren't showing what was happening uh, on our coverage i'm sure it's the same as yours jethro so you just hear them getting progressively more and more scared so they're like Oh, there's a, now there's people. This is madness. This is, I forget what, what they were using all kinds of English words. Like, and they kept saying it like it was a disgrace to the sport. Yes. Like, yes. you know, and, and we're like, shambles. Right, I kept calling it, it shambles. Yes, shambles. 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 Yeah. Shambles. Yeah. The English have a way of when they're, when they're throwing shade, it's like there's a, there's a moral judgment within there, yep. which I really like. Yep. <laughs> and just utter disdain. You could, you could yes, hear disdain. it. Just like for the incompetence. Yeah. Yeah. But it was they were not showing it at all. They just their their temper was getting hotter and hotter and they were getting more freaked out. We were saying, what if all of a sudden you just heard ah! Yeah. Ah! <laughs> all of them screaming, so much just, blood! <laughs> Is that a head? It was pretty damn close. Yeah. I mean <laughs> one guy and then they all moved back, and one guy didn't notice that they were all moving back, and he stepped out and he was missed by like a half a foot. Yeah, it was like watching a rally track where people are scrambling yeah. out of the way as one of these things hurdles into the woods. I'm going to say a shout out to Charles Leclerc because he is something special in qualifying. That Ferrari <sighs> yeah. is clearly a bit better at Baku, but nothing should be nowhere near uh -huh. Red Bulls. To, to, to qualify on pole twice for both the sprint and the main Grand Prix and out-qualify Carlos by like, eight tenths of a second or something yeah. oh. i mean like literally like a lifetime and that's his third straight pull at baku Four. his hat trick including he's just a beast the sprint, qualifying yeah. he is a beast and they showed the track graphic where they're comparing drivers and they have the color coded and it was all red i mean he crushed the entire course it was the kind of performance where he started going like fuck you yeah is he as fast as max yeah. he might be as fast as Matt. Like, he is so fucking good and again it's so silky that's the crazy thing it never even looks like a fast lap and then we got that impossible thing in q3 where he had set yeah. the identical lap yeah time and there were two and there was yes. at the bottom there was Eight, another nine or something yeah identical i that makes zero sense to me i know i can't it, get it you just really have to think like yeah between red bull and ferrari you're looking at two thousand human beings getting together making two mm. completely different cars with two different drivers 0. 0.000 the four of us if we even tried to start and stop a stopwatch at the Not same time we would do it all day long and we would never talk. Never. It mm -hmm. just is really feels simulation-y. It's, yeah. it's impossible that they could go around for a minute and 40 seconds and land like that. Yeah. If, if you lined up at the start of the straight with three or four cars, say all of us did, with the intention of crossing the line at the same time, you would not be able to do it. Totally. Agreed. It's impossible. I really, there's some... So spooky about that. It was that. crazy. And then, yeah, Stroll and Piastri had the same time further down the board, which doesn't make sense. That's worth a shout out. We're there. Piastri really kind of looked alive this weekend. Yeah. He kind of came. He's another guy who started thinking, okay, yep. I'm going to have to stop making fun of him and start clapping for him. And he had the shits all weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Too many pastries. He had the opposite problem to you, Dax. He was shitting all weekend yeah. rather than 
I was telling Dax during the safety car in the sprint race, he said he was having a really hard time because the pressure was off for a second and he was going to like, probably going to shit his pants during the safety car. <laughs> oh my God. I can't imagine. I've had a few of those moments driving down the road where it's like, I can't get off an exit fast enough and I'm sprinting to the gas station and I'm like thinking in my mind, if there's someone in there, we're, we're all dead. This whole gas station. Well, I think he's got to do that weigh in after and everything oh. post race. So he gets out of that car oh. and he's still got 15 minutes. Yeah, that could have been a suspicious moment where he got on him. He was a full uh, seven-pound yeah. player and like, whoa, what happened? He's like, there's, there's more. It'll all be in his boots. <laughs> yeah, look, look, look in the floor of the car. I bet when you're when you're under lap pace uh, or race pace, you're distracted enough. Yep. You're in like survival yeah. mode running from the a bear. G-force keeps it inside. Yeah. Yeah, but as soon as you slow things down. <laughs> even I bet as you come in, you're coming into pit lane and you hit the button on the limiter, even just that. Right Everything drops, yeah. <laughs> and that moment you relax, that's mm. that's when it strikes. Yeah. It's bad, bad times. Okay, then we get into the sprint, and the sprint was, you know, for my money, I was the best race of the weekend. Yeah. Yep. Sure. That stuff with Russell and Max oh, was absolutely thrilling. Max, when asked about it, he kind of got heated and said, well, am I not allowed to defend because it's Princess George? Uh, yeah, that was, he did. He called him Princess George. But Max, I, he's getting a little soft. I I really want him to just stop the moaning. Like yeah. it's, it, it was perfectly legit. If you're going to hang it around the outside, there's always a chance. First lap, cold tires, and I, it's the same for George. But they're there to race. You, and for these guys, particularly the Mercedes, it's one chance is the first lap when the tires are cold, when the Red Bull's not fully up to speed. You can't jump out of the way of the car. This is their one shot to get ahead and maybe get track position. So. Like I said before with Lewis, it's like when you're dominant, you've got so little else to think about that all you worry about is everyone else getting in your way, yeah. you know, and, and you expect everyone to leap out the way so you can go to another glorious victory. Max was like, well, I don't even know why he's trying to pass me when I'm just going to pass him a couple laps later. It's like, what does everyone just stop? Everyone just stop racing. Max. Yeah, but that, by that rationale, everyone should just pull over at the beginning of the race and let, let yeah. him watch him. Well, you know, Max called him a dickhead as well, yeah, didn't he? he did. As he walked away, though, yeah. it was it was a bit of a, it was not a good move. He, like, they had their little discussion, George walked away, and then as he walked away, it was like, dickhead. Yeah. He didn't quite <laughs> say it to his face. And George handled it well. He came up, said his piece, and then didn't give Max any more time. He just turned and walked. And Yeah, yeah, Max was having a little meltdown there. Was. That was the apex of the the drama, I thought, yeah, this, yeah. this weekend. But uh, Russell was smart. He kept his helmet on throughout that whole yeah. engagement, which is, if, if, if you ever have a helmet, this is what has happened a couple times when I've had road ragey incidents on the motorcycle in traffic at stoplights. Guys have gotten out of the car, and I've just think like, yeah, this is great. Swing, yeah. swing away hard as you can, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hit them seven, eight times, and then uh, they do that in football too. The instinct is for the guys to rip that helmet off, and, and the one guy that leaves it on is golden. Yes, uh, that's yeah. what I love about hockey. You immediately take your helmet off. You don't yeah, leave it on. It's yeah. like you gotta get that punch in. Yeah, very Canadian. Very Canadian. <laughs> if I had to announce a verdict i will say i thought george was a little behind for that whatever but i thought it was like 51 49 i didn't think it was egregious I think the at timing all. too like had that been lap 15 and they're settled a little more but it's yeah lap it's turn one two. turn one two and three yeah 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 You're, that's just racing i mean that's what we watch the sport for though isn't it we yeah. like if they're all going to jump out of each other's way then there's there's nothing to tune into that's what you want to see and look, again, George has had three or four good, good tussles now at Mercedes where it's quite clear that he doesn't lift. And I like that. Mm -hmm. I like, uh, for Max too, I just wonder, he must file all these people like, you know, so-and-so's going to give, so-and-so will give. Fuck, okay, so George will not lift He's either. Not so give, great, yeah. he goes into this bucket of, you know, yeah. Alonzo, whatever four dudes are in there that he's like, okay, when we take this to the limit, someone's going to crash. Yeah, that's just how it is. I don't think he lifts at that point, but still, like, okay, I got another guy out there yep. that will never relent. Now, do we think that damage to the side pot or whatever part of the car there that's what prevented him from then catching or getting around Charles? It's it God, must it have, right? It was huge. It was a big old hole because Max there. had a curious weekend. Like he 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 was fast, obviously, when he needed to be. He qualified well he did great all weekend but he something was curious he, he didn't get around charles there in the sprint and he never did close in on checo in the race and then even weirder he was so happy for checo at the end of the race I, it was a pr move 
I think someone told him, be like, everyone hates you more this from That's yesterday. That's what it feels like. But at the same yeah. time, you know that Max doesn't care about that. Yeah. Like, you just, you imagine that conversation where they're like, look, you seem like a real fucking little shit yesterday to George. So well, tomorrow, you know, be a good <laughs> dude. I, I don't see him making, switching. <laughs> no. the, so our theory watching the race together was like, where's Yos? We did not see Yos all weekend. That's why he was out And he yeah. was pumped about it. And Max was all ears smiling at the end of the race, really proud of Checo. Yeah. Really everyone. getting soft. If, if Threw Yost, everyone for a curve. Yeah, Yost takes his eye off the ball for five seconds. He's probably locked in a basement somewhere now. He's got he's got home. He's been thrown in a basement. Hasn't eaten since the race. You know, Yost has reasserted authority. Well, that's that's a nice... Uh, we went to a different spot, which is well, he has to be in the hospital for something <laughs> medical because why wouldn't he be at that race? Like, what could keep Yost from that race? But Yost probably thinks that that's why Max didn't win is because he wasn't there. Almost certainly, yeah. yeah. That's what I would think. Mm -hmm. But maybe this is the first time Perez has been better than Max over mm -hmm. the course of a weekend. For, like fair and square, pretty yeah. much, hasn't he? He, he uh, was, yeah. He was faster. And, it, and he couldn't catch him at the end, like you said. And he just, I don't know. It was weird for Max. He never looks beaten normally. But he did look a little bit beaten in, in times in the race. He was, yeah, just couldn't, couldn't quite get there. Perez did him. Yeah, Checo clearly has some kind of spidey rhythm with street circuits, which is great. But at the same time, I'm like, he still isn't as consistent. If you watch him in most races, he always has that middle section where he's like, he's just losing time for no, I don't know. He doesn't have the consistency of Max. So I thought, oh, the consistency will catch up to him at some point, but it just never, ever happened. He never closed in on him and he just kept it down. And what's really funny is the Red Bull team had to be calling for them to back off a bit because they were 20 seconds ahead of Charles and, and Max they just gained, never did. And he Max would close that gap a little and then Checo would push a little more. Pump it back up. Yeah. I, I just hope it continues because it's, it, yeah. it's the only way, isn't it? It's the only way there's going to be a battle is if Perez can keep it up because mm -hmm. Charles Leclerc basically is a superhero in qualifying and by lap six he's third uh -huh. you know they've they've already got past him and then they just disappear up the road mercedes basically were nowhere um they were just quiet aston martin good but not going to be fast enough for red bull so we need we need him we need to encourage him to uh continue as best he can and all collectively pray or do whatever we do to to hope that happens basically stay tuned for more f1 with drs Well, here's an on-the-fly question for you, Jethro, that people have to be wondering. How does the Ferrari in quali get pole position and then throughout the race is slow? I think that's a very confusing notion to people. Well, fuck, if it can run a 140.3 lap, why is it so slow when it has to do 50 laps? What happens? I think there is a combination of lots and lots of things. So, for example, the Red Bull struggles a little bit to get his front tires in. Um, so their tire prep is so critical. And I don't think Max ever got it right for qualifying. So, And the Ferrari is, can switch its tires on really quick. So for qualifying, that's great. But in the race, it eats its tires. So what's strong for qualification, you get your tires up to temperature in the window and you've got that immediate grip of the new tire like that which is like um for for drivers like that magic period where you just get this gorgeous amount of grip for that one lap so i think that is a big contributor so it turns the tires on quick but then it eats them in the race so it just goes backwards and they can't push as hard in the race and honestly i'm gonna say leclerc is more than 50 60 70 percent of that equation because if you look at Carlos, who's a really good driver, he was miles back, like uh -huh. miles back. And and Carlos is like a top-level driver. And he was going to the limit, as we saw, because mm. he was in the wall every 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, so Leclerc has got... There's something about Leclerc in qualifying, uh, particularly round street circuits. He's absolutely mega. But he is quick. Arguably, if you put all the drivers in exactly the same car, I think him or Max is very close in qualifying. Like he might be the quickest driver over a single lap. And then what else is confusing or, or interesting is that, yeah, the quality lap was in the 140s. Now it was like 140 mm -hmm. something. And then the very fastest uh, race lap was like 144. Just the notion that they are finding four seconds in qualifying. 
Yeah, it's crazy. Well, the, it's weird now, isn't it? Because the cars start so heavy because they've got 100 kilos of fuel on board. Uh-huh. And also, you know, engine modes, everything's turned up to maximum and they've got so much to manage now in the race. Effectively, you try and win the race by going as slow as you can. You know, if it, the slowest time that you can win a race in is the best way to do it because you're not straining the engine as much, less chance of breaking down, etc. So as soon as, certainly the Red Bulls, once they're out front, you know, they're just going to turn the engine down. Even if they're racing amongst themselves, they're not going to race with every single last horsepower because why risk one of the cars blowing up, basically? There's also a moment where Lewis came on the radio and basically said, like, hey, guys, I I would like more power. (laughs) And it felt rhetorical and, like, he was just trying to shame them, (laughs) but it does make me curious, like, is there... Can they do that? Can they give them one Yeah, they have modes. They have modes, yeah. They have loads of different modes. They used to uh, Lewis coined it party mode, didn't he? Back when they were dominant, like in in the last part of quality, they had party mode where they gave full beans so that the battery's um, giving every last scrap of power it can to the electric motor. The boosts turned up, maybe a few more revs. They can do anything, but you can't run it in party mode the whole time because you now have to have your engines last a certain. What they only got three power units or something stupid for the whole season. Yeah. So they have to think about reliability, but they have power modes definitely. They used to have back in the day. They used to have quality engines, you know. So they would call them grenade engines. They were literally designed to last a lap. Mm-hmm. So the qualifying engine might have. 14, 1500 horsepower. Mm, so mm. in practice, they might have eight or 900 horsepower and then they'd come to qualifying and they'd turn it up and they'd have another 500 <laughs> horsepower to play with. And then they'd just blow up. So any other race highlights that we will talk about the, the heartbreak and the win? We did have a win this week on 10th place. I love Alonso trying to coach up Stroll mid-race. Mm. He had figured something out with the braking or the, the engine. <laughs> the bias, yeah, the brake bias. And he's radioing in, hey, let Stroll know, you know, the strategy mid-race. Yes. <laughs> we were saying he's like, he's in there doing research and development. He's like, okay, I'm gonna try. I know that the computer simulation says that I should have uh, 79, uh, 21 brake bias, but I'm going to go 19. See what happens. 81 and see what happens. And then, yeah, advising his teammate. And then Max too was doing that. Did you catch that in the post-race interview? He's like, yeah, yeah, I couldn't do it, but I found out a lot of things about the car, and I was like, he too was in there monkeying around with some settings. Uh-huh. To see if he, uh-huh. He's like, he learned a lot for future races. Uh-huh. But it was pretty impressive, Alonzo. At the end, he was like, last time I kind of saw it, he was about three seconds behind, and then all that drama happened with the pit lane, and then all of a sudden he finished six tenths behind Leclerc. It was like he caught this crazy amount of time there. That was really weird because, yeah, he was consistently three seconds yeah. behind. He said they said go, you know, he was going to go hunting and pick him yeah. off. He had 12 laps left or whatever. He was very bullish about that. And then the Claret said it in the little waiting room. He kind of knew that, like, that's Alonzo's move. He kind of knows how to do that, which is so impressive. Yes, he knew Alonzo would be playing it safe <laughs> till the end. He's awesome. He, yeah, he asked, he said, How many laps are left? And I said, 14. He said, Perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I mean. after the race, it was really nice just Alonzo being Alonzo. They asked him, they're like, Well, he's like, I only have a couple of years left. And Lance has 10, 15 years left. I really want to help him out and just being such a good guy. I, I just wonder if it, do you think he is being a nice guy or if he's like, he's like the, the smiling assassin? He's basically showing this guy how much quicker he yeah. is, how much, like this guy's dad owns the team. So on the one hand, he's going, look at all the advice I'm giving you. But at the same time, he's absolutely kicking his ass all yeah. over town and showing him that he doesn't, there's no way he's going to lead a team for the next 10 years. Well, that's the thing. It's it's, it's It feels really nice at first. Like, oh, my older brother Alonzo is looking out for me. And then the subtext is, I am no threat to him whatsoever. He is so confident that even with everything... <laughs> He's learned and he passes on to me. He's not worried I'm going to And he's catch not him. me. I can give him all this info <laughs> yes, for sure. Yes, I can yes. tell you how to do it. You can't do it like I can. Yeah, it's it's also like a burn in yeah. within a nice caring. <laughs> but I like it. Yeah, I do I'll, too. I'm here for it. It Alonzo. is, but it could be misinformation for all we know. I mean, that, that would be the great thing to find out. <laughs> I tell just, him to go 80% breaking and yeah. in the rears. 80% rear bias. It's working yeah. great. And this thing works great on engine mode three for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Three is better than 10 today. There was a cute little clip after Stroll's dad was looking at Lance just with the proudest eyes, Mm. very opposite to Yost, just happy and gave him a little 
nice hand touch. Oh. It was a very nice dad moment. Stroll is crushing he, it this year. He's yeah. doing really good. Yeah, yeah. He's, I'm happy for him. Yeah, yeah. As we said, you know, because we had a couple of guests uh, yesterday at the race uh, that aren't our normal viewing partners. They don't follow it as closely. And um, we were kind of updating him. No, Lance is pretty fucking good this year, and he drove with some broken wrists. That was impressive. He doesn't beg you to hug him anymore. You know, he's yeah. still got that rich boy look. It's kind of hard <laughs> to overcome. Uh -huh. But uh, I'm slowly, yeah, I'm fine. There's this whole thing's getting. There's a lot of upheaval. I'm now rooting for Devries. I'm rooting for Stroll. Yeah, <laughs> I, the Max is a brat. I mean, who knows where we'll be after Miami? In a lot of these interviews, when Stroll is going by, it's really nerdy in a very nice way. Awkward in interviews, he kind of doesn't know what to do with his arms, and mm. I kind of almost predict that. As a child, he was this video game nerd, and his father was disappointed in the amount of video games and threw him into car racing because he's like, you got to be cool. Because his dad seems like he's always been cool. Yeah. And he was kind of disappointed and got him into racing, and now he turned into this, like, cool race car driver from a video game nerd. That's the vibe I'm <laughs> This is up. a wild theory, man. Yeah. I love you, but the theory <laughs> is he was wouldn't stop playing video games, so he got him into racing. Yeah. I will. If we get a chance. In we got to find this out. We That'll be one up. of the questions Charlie and I will ask. I've heard firsthand that he is a he's a nice lad. Yeah. So there's a guy, I don't know if, did I talk about this before? There's a guy in England called Rob Wilson who basically undercover coaches loads of the F1 drivers. Mm. He does it in a, he's an older guy, smokes like a fucking chimney, mm. like never stops smoking. And he does it in um, a really low-powered conventional saloon car or hatchback. And his technique is all about uh, weight distribution and being incredibly gentle with the car to keep the car flat because a flat car is a fast car basically so he's got these incredible theories you would never know it if you met him but he has trained all of the red bull drivers at one time or another he did a lot with kimmy back in the day he's coached like 70 percent of the grid maybe and and it's a really cool story and he does it on an old airfield in a basically a higher car Mm. Um, but he he did uh, quite a lot of work with Lance and said he was a really nice lad. Okay, uh, that brings me to post-race interview. Damon Hill seems to strongly dislike Max Verstappen. Mm -hmm. That seems he's not able to really hide that from the viewers. Uh, I don't know if you saw that interview. Well, they had, they I got had the beef earlier here. in the week. Pretty oh, contingent. okay. Hit, yeah. hit us, yeah. So there was like there was a clip of Max finishing his interview after qualifying, and Max basically said. Another qualifying, I don't really enjoy that. And it cuts to Damon Hill, who says, we should just give Max the championship and not bother with it. I'm sorry, that's just sulking. Poor loser, sorry. <laughs> and then in the post-race interview, he just was really rubbing his nose and like, <laughs> yeah. he couldn't catch, so he couldn't catch Checo. It was it was real negative. You know, all he wanted to hear about is how good Checo did. Yeah. All the questions were about Checo. I think he really knew what he was doing. And Max seemed to also know that yep. he knew what was up. Yep. So hopefully that'll escalate oh, over the season so. and those two will have a real Well, and up. he caught Max on a very good day for Max. So yes, I hope after right. one of these weekends, he gets yeah. him on a, on a bad Ask day. Ask me that again. I'm going to headbutt you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you've won. <laughs> Maybe Yost will fucking fight Yost? Damon Hill in the yeah. parking lot. That sounds, they're probably oh. peers in age, yeah? Yeah. That'd oh, wow. Yeah, they would have raced against each other, yeah. With his Verstappen shoes and the steel toe boots. Oh, someone um, uh, in the comments pointed out something so obvious that we should have thought of it's embarrassing but uh max's new shoe line should be called versteppens uh or verstompens <laughs> or verstompens sure stomp that skinny pedal uh okay so the 10th place um yuki's our man matt's now put on the pirelli hat oh baby he now has uh four hundred dollars again where this money's at <laughs> rob there's supposed to be a whiteboard here with tallies yuki also lives at 10th place yeah I mean, he's there the entire race, plus or minus one spot at most. Yeah. He's always there. He's more consistent than Max at this point. Yeah. yeah, He might be the most consistent driver on the grid, and he's our guy. Like, basically, we'll all just be fighting for the Yuki pick. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we have, to, we have to rule him out. You can no longer <laughs> choose Yuki. Oh. Yuki is off the table. Three wins, and you're off the table. Maybe everyone gets <laughs> one win with Yuki. <laughs> Because it wouldn't be fair that Matt and I have already got a one. So, like, once you've gotten your Yuki win, you've got to move on to other drivers. <laughs> but we had, who was our surprise? Was it Piastri who won the, or was in 10th on the sprint? So, someone weird that no one would have picked was in 10th on the sprint. It was Piastri, yeah. It yeah. was Piastri. 
and he did well in the race. Like he's a good pick moving forward. Oh, we do have to talk. Botas is done. He's re- <laughs> he is retired. He the haircut is so fun. He's having such a good time on these weekends. And he he doesn't want to race anymore. That he's, was a peculiar race yesterday for him. Yeah. Three pit stops, right? Is that what he did? Yeah. Wow. He was always when other people did so one. far down. He was 30 seconds behind. And Joe Grandu is blasting him. He's like yeah. six places ahead of him or something. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 very interesting. He got that cut. Maybe he's given up. He's now having way too much fun. What we decided was if he had a time machine guaranteed, what he's learned from this haircut, the way he can have fun with it and be out and be playful and be around town and enjoy the weekend. Had he had this haircut at Mercedes, he would have been the happiest number two driver mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. You know? Because yep. he could have just relaxed, chilled, and still made it to the podium every weekend. Yeah. Yep. He needed that haircut. It came a little too late. Okay. What is the biggest fallout gossip-wise from this Baku weekend? Please, Matt, tell us. And then we're going to go into some predictions. And Charlie's going to give us one tutorial that's been building up and deserves an explanation. And then we're going to make our picks, and then we're all going to go to Miami, and we're going to come back with a treasure trove of fun interviews. So, Matt. Okay, one thing I found really fun is in the, I think it was the post-sprint interview, Charles was asked, they said, um, you said on the radio that there was a cut during the safety car. And he just looked confused. He said, no, 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 no. There was a cat on the track. Oh. So just in front of the safety car, now the videos have come up. There's a cat that almost sprinted right in front of the safety car and back. And then Checo, look, that was in the interview, and Checo looks over to Max, and he's like, why don't you adopt that cat? It was just oh. a good little cat moment. Yeah, I remember them talking about the cut as <laughs> yeah. it being like, oh, we got to watch this because his engine might have cut. It was a cat. Oh, the team was in a panic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they just needed a little fancy <laughs> A little French. To get, that, yeah. get that little little kitten back over to the sidelines. And then there's been these videos that have came up this morning of the post-race press conference with Max Checo and Leclerc. And when the press were asking the questions after the interview, there wasn't a single question for Leclerc. And he just sat there with his mic in his hand like this, and every single question kept going to the Red Bull drivers, and he slowly put his mic down, mm. and every single one, there's he's just rolling his eyes, and he's like, why the fuck am I here? Mm. He was so annoyed, and the little compilation is one of the best things I've ever seen. Well, you're so there because you look great. You're yeah. fun to look at. I'd prefer to stare at your face while I hear Max talking. In a yeah. perfect world, I want Max's <laughs> insight and your looks. I yeah. felt so bad for him. He was so revved up after qualifying. He oh. was like, we are here to, to challenge Red Bull, to push it, we had two great qualifying sessions, and man, just after even the sprint, it was a 180, just like, I'm going to try to win. It comes down to the team. We just don't have it. Yeah, he's, but, he's very, very vocal now. Uh, yeah. I, I don't find it as, I don't know why it doesn't land as bitching or griping to me. No. It feels just very honest assessment. I like. think it's because he is getting the most out of that card. He's yeah. doing his part, and so it just, and he's so sweet. Yeah. He, should move to, he should really move to McLaren. Mm-hmm. So he and Lando can drive yeah. those cars much faster than they deserve to be driven. Well, the rumor is he's going to Mercedes, isn't it? Like yeah. there's strong, strong rumor. There is that a Total lot of Wolf stuff is talking out. about. Um, he's he. They need to look to him for the future. Maybe there's lots of stuff in the Italian press saying that he's definitely in talks with them. So yeah, some people are saying. Too. I think he's just at the point where he doesn't believe Ferrari can do it. Yeah, and I think he thinks it, it, after that qualifying lap, he must think. No one's going quicker than that. Like, it's not possible that anyone yeah. can be faster than me. And I, I get can't to the race give and by lap six, yeah. I'm done. Like, what's the point? There's yeah. also talk he's doing that to just make more money in his next contract. And there's like a little something happening there because the contracts aren't signed. But I got one last one. The rest of it we'll put on the Instagram because there's a lot of good ones this week. But Nikita Mazapan is suing the Canadian government. Um, there's an excerpt from Fox Sports this week. Exiled Russian driver Nikita Mazepan sues nation in bid for F1 comeback. Nikita Mazepan is hell-bent on returning to Formula One with the exiled former Haas driver taking the Canadian government to court over sanctions imposed on him as a Russian athlete in May 2022 after Russia's invasion of Ukraine. 
and by the way, really nice kid. I met him, and I feel very bad for yeah. Russian citizens that they have this bozo who, by the way, the offer still stands, Vladimir Putin. I would love to fight you to the death in a cage match fight. We'll settle all this. But mm. I feel bad for the citizens who have yes. nothing to do with this. But he didn't belong there so much in the first place. It'd be one mm -hmm. thing if, you know, Charles Leclerc had been kicked out because Monaco was on the wrong side of history. <laughs> <laughs> he at least have a case there. Yeah. But, you know, Nikita should have been gone without an invasion of Ukraine, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He just brought a big load of cash, didn't he? That that was yeah. his ticket into F1. He literally bought it. Okay, so, Charlie, explain to people the strategy of pitting under a yellow flag. Yeah, so there's a big advantage to pitting under yellow. We saw it yesterday with the Red Bull team and I think Mercedes also. But a regular pit stop is two to three seconds if it's quick, but you lose because of the speed limit on pit lane, you end up losing about, depending on the track, 25, 30 seconds. If you come in under yellow, under a yellow, a virtual safety car, the car's speed is reduced 40%. So they're running at 60% of their max speed. The benefit is when you come down pit lane, the pit lane speed limit is the same. And so the time that you've lost while in the pits is relative relative to, to now a two minute and 40 second lap at 60 percent yeah so a 30 second loss would now be 18 seconds yeah it and is so, confusing because always say like you gain 11 seconds well no the pit all remains the exact same it's just the traffic has slowed down and the lap time has fallen by 40 yeah they're covering 60 percent of the distance mm -hmm. that they otherwise would under a green flag so we saw yesterday max pit right as there was a an incident he was under a green flag, quick tire change out, no issue with the pit stop, but the next time around, Perez got in under yellow, yep. didn't lose as much time, and so he came out. Well, and Max entered the pit in first, re-entered the track in third. Checo entered the pit in first and exited the pit in first. Yep. Yeah, big, big bummer. Yeah, and you, you saw it at the end with those two cars that didn't pit waiting for an incident. So if there's a lot of activity... That's a little strategy. Hope, you know, maybe you'll, we'll wait a little bit in that pit window and hope something comes up so we can pin under a yellow time. Well, we started talking about what the penalty is for not pitting. Of course, you have to pit once in the race and you have to use two different type of tire. But we started wondering, what if you just simply don't pit? They presumably give you either a time penalty or they kick you to the end. But if you were the hosses, there was nothing at risk. Mm -hmm. So Hulkenberg was running in 10th forever and either he plays it perfectly, there's a crash with two laps left, and he gets in and out and re-enters in 10th, or he never does pit. What's the penalty? He's still in last place at that point. I think I heard disqualification. For the future yeah, think, race? Is that, is no, that how it that works? that race. Well, which, oh, would, yeah, which nothing, wouldn't matter, though. for yeah, sure. Yeah, what's the difference between 20th yeah. and a disqualification? Mm, true. But I think, you, I think you would get a DQ, though. You're right, because you haven't adhered to the main rules of the, of the race. Yeah. Which... I've never seen that before. No. No, that was the first time. Well, a lot of people seen. are pissed that the tires are lasting that long. A lot of race fans are saying that oh. the, they're mad that the tires are lasting that long because it it plays in a different weird strategy. I thought it was kind of cool to see that because I've never seen that before. It was kind of interesting. Maybe not all the time, but. Yeah, Alcon in particular, he stayed up there in eighth place uh, yeah. right up until the end. And you were like, oh my God, if they pull this off, this will be a, a coup. Okay, Miami. Miami is this weekend. It's so exciting. Charlie and I are horny as hell to get down there. I've got some new linen pants I've purchased. So did I. You're kidding. Mm -mm. Oh, are we going to be a matching linen I slacks? So. Oh, there's no better way to beat the heat than linen, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so Miami, um, let's pick 10th now. Um, and now who, who hasn't gone first yet? I think everyone because we've done four, yeah. All right, so then let's rinse and repeat. So now we're going to go, Matt. We're going to go back to youngest. All right. Uh, so wait, do we want to enact? I feel like we should enact the rule if you've won with Yuki. He's retired. I really do. Okay. Right? I mean, for like, yeah. So you and I can't I get it. Yuki. I yeah. haven't won with Yuki, so I'm all for that rule. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think you both uh, deserve it. You know what? I think, you know when you're sick and then you feel better and you feel like a champion that next day? Yeah. I'm going pastry. Oh, he's going to wow. come back with a fury. <laughs> he's getting 10th. I'm so excited. First ever pastry. I'll bring croissants next time we're all together. Oh, yeah. Croissants. We should maybe arrive with some pastries for the pastry. 
That's part of our, mm-hmm. our cute take on this. I'm so excited, by the way. I think we're going to look so silly with our press badges wandering around. I think we're going to get confused really quickly. Like in my mind, we're going to be there and we can just flag anyone down and start chatting with them. And I think it's going to be a lot of you and I trying to set the equipment up, battery changes, missing a lot of opportunities and just confusion. And then just like, let's watch the race. And, and I certainly it. think they're going to assume because of the badges, we know where we're going and we're going to get lost at least a few times. <laughs> I hope we wander out into pit lane with one lap left. I hope you get media vests, like full vests. I hope they give you. Oh, oh, like fluorescent. Yeah, yeah right. like yeah, I we see like them, right? We should bring our own. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we fucked up. Charlie's younger than Matt, but here we are. Charlie, who? <laughs> I was going to take the Astro. Oh, were you? you? Know? Oh, You're wow. Take- I guess you'll have to go Yuki now. Oh, man. Why don't you go easy money? You can't do it back to back. Why? Why? He, he did, did last back time. back to back. <laughs> he, he does it. It's, it's guaranteed. You can't not <laughs> finish in 10th. What are you talking about? You're going to regret this one if you don't pick him. Oh, no, no. Because really he's going to come Because he's going to yeah. come in 10th. Yeah. I got a feeling I know who you're you're, you're considering. We'll, we'll see. I don't want to tip the scales. <sighs> By the way, this is a great opportunity because we're all learning more about these us four hosts. So Charlie has the worst decision anxiety of any human being i've ever met he got rid of his car with the intention of getting another one right away and six months went by where he was mulling over. like jethro have you ever is it ever taking you even six minutes to know what car you wanted next six months <laughs> and he ended up with a fucking another toyota and he's truck. Been, and he's of been thinking he about selling it for another year yeah, yeah he's been thinking about selling for a year and then he will likely sell it and then he'll think about what he wants next for another year it's wild. It's it's very true. <laughs> does it make you? Does it feel emasculating? Like, isn't a man supposed to be dis- decisive? Is it something that? It's funny because I know I'm into so I'll, I'll make the first initial decision like right away. Like, nope, this is what I'm going with. And when it comes down to the last minute to pull the trigger, I'm like, wow. Let's just see. Let's, let's just pause. Yeah, let's just take a little pause for a second. Breathe here. A regroup. A regroup. I'm gonna go with Albon. Okay, Elbon, wow. that's nice. I like that. Jethro? Uh, I think I'm contractually obliged to pick Yuki, aren't I? Yeah. So uh, it, has yeah. To be, it has to be Yuki. Well, then you know what? I, I encourage you to go shopping for some new clothes this week. You've got $300 to spend, basically. 100 of it's <laughs> yours, so don't overspend. I just assume even if he was in, say, seventh place in the last lap, they'd give him a little you know a pit stop just to ensure 10th remains it, yeah it's just the, the consistency so key it'll be exciting for you either way because he's always 9 10 11 yeah, yeah. so you got a chance yeah it gives race. you a lot of stakes for the yeah. whole race which yeah. is quite nice yeah i i had holkenberg and he was in 10th for quite a while so i was excited for a little minute there and yeah. then yuki and got him to... and i was like well of course he did okay so i regretted this decision last week so i'm going to repeat it this week i'm going to go logan Sargent because he's yeah. at home mm-hmm. if, if ever there were a time for him to get into the points this is the weekend and even if even though it's high risk i think the rewards there if he yeah. nails yeah. a points finish first time ever at his home track it's going to be quite a boisterous it's either yeah. that or he tries too hard and he crashes it's, it'll be spectacular one way or either way yeah. i like yeah. that pick don't go shopping dax is my advice <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 in fact guys unload something this week because yeah, you're gonna be sell a couple things 100 bucks in the red although i think i'm still owed money i think i've like i have i'm playing with house money a little bit well still. we're now we're now even which is great uh-huh i was gonna bring the money today and just give it to you and then take it back but okay. it's like that's a little too but it's, i think it's more confusing than that but yeah, yeah you're right and then i don't know what the fuck we did with the carryover from the sprint race i guess there's no one there's won that. 500 i know so there was there's 500 dollars in the pot this week rob theory rob where's your board yeah, we got to figure this out. I'm really lost. I was I thinking about it before I went to bed, and I didn't know what to do. It was a great idea, and then just the execution was more complicated than we thought it would well, be. Well, me and Rob came up with a little idea that we could do, too, is at the end of the season, you get a point. If every week you were the worst placed, your pick was the worst, mm-hmm. you get one point. Okay. And at the end of the season, whoever has the most points has to do something stupid. Oh, so it's a penalty okay. for having the worst pick every week. Or a point for every place out of 10th you are. Yeah. So oh. whoever does really bad will get like four points yeah. for a race. Oh, I'm getting crushed. Oh, Like you I have to like go to the this. race 
yeah. wearing something crazy or who knows what it is. Yeah, Shave so this ensures head. that not only is there a big winner, but there's a, a huge loser <laughs> with yeah. a huge penalty to pay. Well, this is great because this really mirrors the FIA where it's yeah. like if you're bad, we're going to make you even worse. Yeah. If you're good, we're going to fund you even more. And we're making up the it, rules as we go. Yes. <laughs> well, guys, I cannot wait to check back in with everybody when we come back from Miami. Uh, who knows? Maybe there'll be like an emergency release of an episode because we got an exclusive that we just can't wait on. So who knows? Keep your eyes posted. Also, if you're listening on Apple or Stitcher or iHeartRadio, welcome now. And of course, if you're at home base, Spotify, wonderful. We're happy to have everyone listening. Hope everyone enjoyed Ricardo last week. And we're going to try to churn out even more and more exciting content for y'all F1 fans. So until then, I urge everyone to push, 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 push. push.